Welcome back to yet another episode of the Stump Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer. I'm Matt. And I'm Logan. Man, I'm your host, Spencer. Okay. You like that? <laughs> I switched it up. I actually, actually, you want to hear it all about you. Well, I was going to say hosts, and then I put, you want to hear, you want to hear what happened, actually? I do. You because... said go. Yeah. yeah what, what happened? You, you said go, and I couldn't remember what the intro was. And in mid, I go, I've done this. How many times have I done this? I don't know. A hundred times. And I literally go, is it, is it, I'm your host? Is it, we're your hosts? Is it just my name? I don't even remember what it is. And so hopefully that's not a telltelling sign of how tonight goes, but I could not remember what the intro was. I hope that's a telltale sign of how tonight goes. Honestly. But knowing your luck, you'll just ask Joe what number is wrong and she'll get it right for you. So. Bingo. So, Honestly, forgive me, everyone. I am not the sole host here, uh, but I clearly forgot the intro. He's off his rocker. So, That's just all there is. He's yeah. off his rocker. Good. <laughs> Whatever. Good. Here we go. Good. New year, new year, new me, right? Yeah. Hopefully, it's losing you. It's <laughs> 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 trying to eat and, and drink at the same time. Spencer's dying on air. Yeah. Okay. We need a recap. All right, yeah, so I can give a source. Um, so last week's episode ended with a rather unfair score of mm-hmm. Spencer at two and a half points and Logan and myself tied at half a point, which means we had to score two perfect episodes individually to be able to catch back up to Spencer. Yeah. That's tough. We were talking That's about tough. this, Spencer, and our new scoring method. I, you've outscored me by two points this season. And now you're up two episodes. <laughs> oh, did you that guys? Tough. Did you guys yeah, we, like go back and count the points or whatever? Yeah, because you beat me did. by you beat me by one twice. Yeah, and we tied the third. So yeah, yep. listen, and you are now two history... full episodes on him. Four, four half episodes on him. So if you go back to season one, and you recall, I had a monumental lead through about 10 episodes so don't put it past me to blow this one as well so who knows oh i'm not i'm not <laughs> yeah so i just you know i've I played you so i've played enough euchre with you to know no lead is safe that's true that's true you never know but you have oh, played enough man. cornhole with me and leads are safe there that's true <laughs> have we talked the about Midwest our cornhole game. run in this before yeah. That should be okay. Backtrack. Uh, topic for today: superhuman feats. Logan yes. and I had a superhuman feat, undefeated in cornhole mm. for I don't know how long. Uh, we had to have been like forty some games. I mean, we Something ran nuts. people for Dang. like years. I mean, Dang. it was years before years. we lost our first years. Game. And I, I it. it was at a wedding, and I almost cried that night. It, <laughs> we went over what seven times. It was it was literally like ten to two, eighteen to two. Okay, back to fifteen to five. Okay, back to nineteen to six. Fifteen to seven. It was a it was a brutal, and then we lost. Yeah, it was brutal. I was genuinely sick. Like I no longer yep. wanted to enjoy the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> I I went by myself and boycotted the wedding because I'm not joking. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, so superhuman super feats, human. gentlemen. Does anyone have a theme mm. within a theme? Because I'll say it. I've got oh. a theme within a theme. Always. I don't. I don't. I don't? Oh. I don't. Man. I just want three superhuman feats. I guess if you want to say anything, we can call it maybe like, I don't know. I, I, got, oh, I don't so got you one. you don't have anything. Mm. I don't got one. Mine's just well, superhuman feats. My, uh, my theme is I've got stories about Bigfoot. Ooh. Um, super heat. No, I'm joking. I don't have any sort of oh, Bigfoot, nor do I, I have a theme. So excited! So, okay. I'm with Spencer on this one. All right, Spencer. Logan, what's your theme? Bigfoot, real or true? I need to know here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, do I want it to be true? Sure. Do you say uh, do real I... or true? Yes, yeah, because there's no other option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're insane. <laughs> uh, what you got for us, Logan? I'm I'm doing um superhuman circus acts. Or entertainment acts mm. of sorts, I guess you could say. But yes, mostly interesting. Circus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all righty. 
Who wants to kick us off? I'll I haven't go. gone first in a while. Oh. Oh. Go for it, Matt. Go for no, it. No, you wait. take us away. Yeah, go ahead. Logan, take it away. I want to hear Logan's circus. Away. I'm in a circus theme because Cirque du Soleil came to an area near me, and we didn't get to see it, so I'm in a circus mood. Mm. Love it. First off, I would like to say I almost told the story of the heroic bowling performance we saw from Matt, a superhuman feat. That was almost my intro. <laughs> on 12 hot dogs. If you don't know what we're talking about. I almost said a thing about, on hot dogs. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go to Instagram, click the save story. It's an incredible superhuman feat. But <laughs> I, I have, all right, three stories for you guys. A wheelie bad yeah, day. Hear. Bite me. <laughs> or old iron abs crabs. I want the last one. Yeah, old, I do too. Old Iron Abs Crabs. Hey, so you guys have seen SpongeBob, right? We just mm-hmm. need t-shirts. We just need t-shirts with your titles on them for merch. That's I just it. the Iron That's Abs true. Crabs was a great, great episode. It, All right. So, story during the early 1900s. While serving in World War I, an American soldier by the name of Frank Richards learned he had a very particular skill set. He could withstand punches to his stomach without feeling any pain from his friends. Upon returning from war, Frank decided to use his superhuman belly to earn some cash and began charging people to punch him in the stomach at a local comedy club. Now, you may be thinking, how hard can the average person punch? Odds are not very. To prove his stomach was more than an act or a cheap gimmick, Richards got with world heavyweight Jack Dempsey and let him punch him in the gut 75 straight times, but Frank felt no pain. He let people jump on his stomach to prove it wasn't how he was taking the hits or that he was leaning back out of them either. As if that wasn't enough, he soon moved on to an 18-pound sledgehammer, which he would let people swing into his gut, feeling no pain. Soon, he took his act even further, performing with a local circus. During his act, he would get shot in the stomach by a cannon. And it wasn't a modified cannonball. The projectile weighed 104 pounds. It was launched by a spring-loaded air cannon 10 feet in the air into Frank's stomach. This time, Frank did feel a little pain, but not that much. So to help preserve his iron stomach, the circus limited him to two cannonball acts a day. Frank became a cultural legend, getting referenced in everything from The Simpsons to Seinfeld to The Fairly Odd Parents. He died at the age of 81 in 1969. I have one dilemma with this story. Yep. And, and one only. I My favorite TV show on this planet, without a doubt, is Seinfeld. I've seen every episode a thousand times. That's an exaggeration. But I've never once heard this reference in Seinfeld. Mm. Interesting. Never mm. once. I Interesting. Now, Go ahead. Correct me, but I could, I could be wrong, but I've never heard that before. Uh, That's my one grievance. You know Seinfeld better than I. I've seen it through. But just once, and then I would definitely lose you in Seinfeld trivia. <laughs> um, do you want a wheelie bad day or bite me? Bite me. <laughs> okay. In the 1910s, Richard Keel, a tall man with a strange talent, quickly became one of the most famous acts in the Ringling Brothers Circus. His talent, well unusual, earned him a level of societal fame that peaked with a literal James Bond villain being based off his abilities. What was his skill, you act? Richard had a literal iron jaw. He had the ability to bite down with such a high force that he could bite coins in half. Richard would perform acts such as pulling a fire truck on a rope held only by his mouth. He would also bite down on a handle that would hoist him 50 feet in the air, spinning him around slowly as he flew overhead of the crowds. One of his most famous acts included playing tug-of-war with a lion, both of which holding the rope in their mouths. They would pull against each other. Keel would travel the country, wowing crowds with his Herculean jaws for nearly 20 years. University of Stanford ran tests on Keel's bite strength to see just how strong his bite force was. His bite force measured an incredible 985 pounds of force, the highest ever measured by a human being. The average human, for comparison, has roughly 150 pounds of bite force. His incredible bite force became the loose basis for Jaws, a metal-toothed henchman in the 1977 James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. Richard died in 1963, and a mold of his jaw still sits in Ripley's Believe It or Not to this day. (laughs) 
I have no idea. Amazing. That's man. Those carrots never set a chance. I mean, mm. this is a side a side story. Do you guys know that it's like just as easy to bite off your pinky finger as it is bite through a baby carrot? Yep, I've like, heard that. Feel yeah, like that's not true. No, no, no. I think that is. I think it's a mental tested thing. It. It is mental. So mentally, you won't let yourself oh. bite through a pinky, but the force needed to snap that bone is just the same force as a baby carrot. I have All heard righty. that before. Well, Logan, I look forward to, <laughs> to watching you try this later. I, I will. Next time you're eating carrots, <laughs> think of this because it will mess you up. You're like accidentally like <laughs> pop. Oh no! Like <laughs> there she goes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. What's the last one? I'm just gonna make eye contact with Matt next time I eat a carrot. <laughs> I'm so concerned. <laughs> oh, a wheelie bad day. Um, in the early days of aviation, a new type of circus began to take place. A group known as the 13 Flying Black Cats did aerial acrobatics in their planes over crowds in Southern California, all without parachutes, till they were eventually forced to by law. Uh, but this story takes place before they were forced to. One day in 1926, during a show, Art Goebel... A black cat performer was performing a mid-air maneuver when the unthinkable happened. One of his tires fell off of his small plane. Seeing what had happened, Bon McDougall, the founder of the black cats and fellow performer, went up in his plane with Gladys Ingle with him. Gladys was the only woman in the group and was only the fourth woman ever to receive her pilot's license in the U.S. at the time and was known for her incredible skill of sky hopping, where she would jump from plane to plane without a parachute as high as 2,000 feet of elevation. Gladys strapped a tire to her back, rode on Bond's wing as he flew up beside Art, and then leapt onto Art's wing. Once on Art's plane, she maneuvered under the plane, got the tire off of her back, and attached it to his plane. She did all of this, climbed back into Art's plane, and landed safely with no injuries, to the amazement of a crowd of 500 onlookers. Gladys' superhuman feet saved the life of her coworker, and they both continued performing with the group throughout the 1920s. Oh, gosh. Wait, this is where the dilemma comes. I was, I wanted you to go first, Logan, because I did a little research on superhuman feats in the circus mm -hmm. and had like four or five stories in my head. Yep. You didn't hit any of them. Yes. Not one. Nice. Not a single one. And so I was like, yes, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna peg them here. I got, I got, I got a few in my head here, and, and none of them. The only thing, for some reason, that plane one, I read a headline in one article I was reading that said, uh, first plane walker," and I'm, I'm thinking, is that who they're referring to? I should have read the stupid article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but those names sound so familiar. Oh, no. so, yeah, I don't know. I think I know which one I'm going with. But I, I I just don't know. Matt, what are you thinking? Dude, I have no clue. As always, coming in strong with stories. My story The only telling... thing that like confuses me about three is he was like until they were forced to wear parachutes, like kind of throwing that, it in like that, an extra that... part of the story that doesn't need to be there. I know. Here's um, here's my dilemma. I I think three those names sounds so familiar and maybe that was the headline i read and so i i feel like i'm leaning against three but you're matt you nailed it right on the head i'm with As you 100 i so i'm leaning against number two only because i feel like i've heard that before oh i was gonna pick two like i've i feel like i have a vivid image in my mind of someone holding a handlebar and being suspended in the air and spinning the problem is I don't know about the rest of it. No, the lion. That's what got me. The lion's Be a tough part. Or a tiger, the whichever one it was. doesn't really matter. No, because here's the dilemma <laughs> with the lion, right? Have you seen the video of the strongman? I got into, like, the strongman videos or whatever. They had, like, strongman yeah. pulling a, a rope against a lion. That lion did not budge. And so for him no, to pull so the lion. No, they're so freaking strong. So for him to pull the lion back and forth, I, I just don't think that's true. Did it say he pulled the lion or he just held his own? They just... Uh, they never said who won. It just said they held the rope okay. and played tug of war, quote unquote. Okay. My, but you he's my not money's on the lion. A lion. My money's on the lion. Oh. I will tell you, I read right. that. I Googled the bite force of a lion. It's 750 pounds. So bite force wise. 
Yeah, but bite force is different than strength. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I have to think the line. What was the first one again? First one was the first one was abs. Yeah, old iron abs. Got punched crabs. a lot. World War One. Hundred forty pound cannonball to the gut through a cannon. To the gut. I also feel like I've heard that, but that's I, like oh, it's man, a spring loaded gonna... cannon, so it is not a traditional cannon. No, but it did shoot 104 pounds, 10 feet in the air, which that's. I mean, you throw a hundred pound dumbbell at someone, 10 feet, that thing's moving. I was seeing the same yeah. thing though. <laughs> all all three of these are incredibly on this one? superhuman, which is what makes it fun for me because yes, the two that are. are true just still blow my mind. And the one I yeah. made up, I had to really just be like, yeah. Um, Spencer, do we just tag team this and go together? What are you thinking? I'm I'm leaning that number two is correct, and I'm leaning towards three. I don't but think three. Boy, that would be amazing to see. I might something in my head is just ringing that three is not is is true, but I don't know. I think one's the easiest to make up. Two is the easiest to modify. Three is just out of the world. Um, unless you watch the movie, and it's based off a movie of which he would be wrong. A flipper incident, so to speak. Flip a coin. I think you're. I think I'm going with you, though, Spencer. That three is is correct. It is true. But I really feel like two is true. But that lion aspect. So, I I think tr- I I have this I have that headline in my head, and it's just ringing. And I think three's true. How, last time I said this, head. Matt. Last time, shut up, Logan. Last time I said <laughs> I like this, to mess with you. Uh, it was that dumb art thing, and I could have sworn that was true. So, I, obviously, what do I know? And so, like the abs one is easy to make up. <clears throat> so the jaw, it, he had a, a very strong jaw. Yes, bite force. Nine hundred eighty-five pounds bite force. Pounds I could hold. I'm, I'm I don't know why Bucket Force has anything to do with Lion, I'm, though. I'm going with my gut. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm also locked in. Okay. Spencer, right. what did you pick? You Spencer? went two. I went two. Matt, I also went number two. Mm. Well, I I guessed number two. I didn't go number two. You know, Logan's too uh, happy. He's too he happy. Double, he got it right. He double stumped us. Things you hate to Gosh, see. Gosh, dang it. Um, first off, let's discuss number one. Um, Iron Abs Crabs was a real dude. Um, he took a bunch of punches from – he actually met up with like seven or eight pro boxers. It was just Jack Dempsey was the world heavyweight champion at the time. Um, yeah, dude made a lot of money taking shots to the gut. And they said that 104-pound cannonball, someone else tried it, and it killed him. So – like, like later in time, like they were trying to like recreate the, the show. The dude's that... just like always doing planks his entire life. It's just a, a plank. Well, it was just like that. He was in the army, and someone punched him, and he like didn't feel it. And then he just started like trying to see what it would take to feel pain. And it took a literal cannonball until he felt anything. But yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. Bite me, Richard Keel. We're, we're I, screwed. I made that one up. You guys got it. Which really. Oh! irks me when you tell good stories um so you want to know how i made it up i took the villain from james bond and wrote it backwards <laughs> oh took, you wrote it backwards the, that's awesome I took the jaws villain from james bond his real name in the movie the jaws villain is richard keel i was just banking on neither of you being james bond fans um i'm a james bond awesome. fan but i haven't seen that one yeah so if my dad was on this podcast i would have been like yo pops i took i took the villain i wrote him a life story um there was so there is a guy with a superhuman bite force i pulled that 985 pound bite force from him because i googled what's yeah. the highest bite force ever recorded he could bite coins in half so i pulled that feet from insane. here i googled what's the bite that, force. The, uh, that's uh, logan the coin thing wasn't even the problem no that i know was not, I was a lion. Like, i'm like i get the coin the only thing in my head was the lion. I've seen the strongman pull. I'm like, if they can't pull it, no well, way can a guy with a jaw. But I'm like, I don't I, know. The, the thing that was intended to be was like they grabbed it and like tugged against each other and like neither like go like playful yeah. circus act. Because yeah. you train these animals to, yeah. you know, not kill someone. Um, so that was what I was going for. I didn't think that would be the catch up. But 
disappointing nonetheless because I looked up the bite force of a lion. It was 650. And I'm like, this yeah, dude had a I higher bite force than a lion, like a real guy did. But, I believe you. Um, no, what's funny about writing stories is like the things that trip up the other people are the thing that you're not even thinking is going to be the, the issue in the yeah, story. Yeah. So like, like their wife guessing the right answer. Yeah. Like that. That's, I mean, that's frustrating, but I, I well done both of you. Um, I, the I plane, stories, the plane was true. Yeah. So she did. She was the fourth pilot to women to get her pilot. And yeah. she would jump from plane to plane in these air maneuvers without a parachute. And so she strapped a wheel on her back, went over and she'd already done this. So it was just like the, the trick she was already used to doing, but this time it was like yeah. life or death because the dude didn't have a tire. And in those little planes, like you weren't landing without it. Um, that's crazy. So, I did yeah. not hear that. I literally saw, you know, on something like the links where it says like, uh, whatever. It's like walk first walking person. Yeah. Wing walker. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I should have read that stupid article. I don't know if she but, was the first to do it, but I just know putting that tire on counts as superhuman to me. And yeah, yeah. that's true. Wow. That's okay. wild. I, I'm disappointed because when you hear one of them say the one you believe is two, I'm like, I got at least one point here. And then I still yeah. nothing. That's, this is tough. I'm, yep. This is a tough pill to swallow. Okay. That is. Okay, yeah, I'll go next. Dude. I'll you go got next. it? Let's do it. All right. Okay. But well done, Logan. Uh -uh. Okay. I'm sad. I got three titles. My titles are not as clever as Logan. Okay, we got Aquaman, Spider-Girl, or The Human Bird. Man, those are really creative. I know. Thank you. Let's go, let's go Spider-Girl. 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 Okay. Professional explorer Leo Holding is no stranger to climbing. He's been doing it since he was 10 years old and made major expeditions across the globe to Mount Everest, uh, Arctic and Antarctic peaks, Yosemite, and the jungles of South America. Big climber. Naturally, this UK-based man introduced his family to his love of the extreme sport. So, for his 40th birthday, he decided to take his wife, Jessica, and their two kids, Freya and Jackson, Doing what he loves, climbing and exploring new lands. Well, the plot twist here, Leo is not the superhuman. Instead, his seven-year-old daughter Freya is. In 2020, his family spent four days together scaling the north ridge of Pise Badil on the border of Switzerland and Italy. All four of them successfully climbed the 11,000-foot tall mountain. Freya made the trek on her own two feet, making her the youngest person to climb Pise Badil. Unaided. Now, the brother Jackson, who's three, is the youngest person to ever make it to the top, but he was carried by mom and dad. Impressive. I just can't get over you guys guessing mine right, so I didn't pay enough attention. <laughs> Bro, I, I need you. I need you to focus up. I'm, I'm so salty. He's defeated. I okay. need you to focus up. That was good. That's an impressive feat. It's incredibly easy to make up a bunch of those names. At the same time, it's an easy article to write. So you've you've been vague enough to pique my attention. Well done. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> okay, where are we going next? Aquaman or the human bird? I don't care. Human bird, yes. Okay. <laughs> For as long as he can remember, Jeb Corliss has dreamed of flying. Now the 47-year-old Californian is also known as the Human Bird and has completed over 2,000 jumps, a mix of parachute and base jumping. And base jumping. If you don't know what base jumping is, you pretty much jump off something and you have that wing-type suit and then you glide between obstacles or whatever. <clears throat> the, human, the superhuman part comes in play due to some of his jumps. In 2009, he had a dramatic leap from a helicopter nearly 600 feet over the Matterhorn, which is the mountain in the Alps, with a flight that brought him within a few feet of the peak, which he maintained down the entire 3,000-foot descent off the ridge. Then, in September 2011, Jeb jumped out of another helicopter at nearly 6,000 feet and glided through a 98-foot-wide archway in China, landing with a parachute on Nearway Bridge. And then again in 2013, he jumped out of a helicopter and flew through a narrow crack in Mount... <laughs> forgive me... Jinglong, which is also in China. And the width is approximately 58 or 59 feet across the top and 148 feet across at the bottom and over 900 feet tall. 
After safely completing the jump, Corliss was quoted saying, It was the single gnarliest thing he had ever done. And, I've never experienced anything so hardcore. He has numerous other jumps, such as the Eiffel Tower, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Space Needle, and Christ the Redeemer, but those are stories for another day. How much can one jump out of a helicopter before you become a decapitation hazard? <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, you're jumping down. You're falling. It's not like you're jumping up into the... We- into- <laughs> I, f- oh my I feel like the term <laughs> jump is really misleading there, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm I'm super concerned based off of when how have you ever seen anyone right yeah. When have you ever seen anyone jump out of a helicopter straight up? I'm just saying <laughs> I mean, jump may not be the word there. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no. Note to self in the future. My uh, old algebra teacher used to say, "Hey, don't worry. If you don't ace this test, you could still be a uh, ejection seat tester for the helicopters in the US Army." <laughs> No. No. That's bad. Yeah, that's what he used to tell us when that's we do battle tests. He's like, don't worry, I hear they hire often. <laughs> that's bad. I hope he's not fired. No, he was great. He was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, what's, okay. what's the next? Give me the spider. We have man. Aquaman. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> Aquaman. Okay. Felgic Rostick. Rogis, I don't know, has always enjoyed swimming or, or even competing for the University of Pula, which is in Croatia. While at university, the Croatian discovered static apnina, which is the international sport of, and I quote, holding your breath while your head is either partly or fully submerged for as long as possible. Intrigued by the challenge and thinking it would help him compete, Rogestic began to train. Over the next two years, he continued to manipulate his body until his resting heartbeat was an astounding 37 beats per minute. After graduating, Rajasik continued to compete in international swim meets while also beginning to compete in newly sanctioned static apnea competitions. Fast forward seven years to 2004 when the world record of farthest distance swam underwater in 24 hours closed, which means not like in the ocean, it's in like a pool or something, was broken at 86 or sorry, 81.6 kilometers or about 60 miles. Thinking he could beat the record, on February 22, 2006, the Croatian attempted the world record. In a 24-hour period, he swam 109.54 kilometers, which is 68 miles underwater. To date, this record still stands, and Veljiko has started his very own swimming academy in Miami named 81.6 Performance, which houses and trains some of the world's best swimmers. That's not consecutive underwater, is it? That's underwater, but no, 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 no. And then you go under and yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yep, in a twenty-four hour period. So some facts about oh, so it's a speed race. Yeah. So those those okay. deep divers, you know, the average person can go like ten to twelve minutes um, underwater. Mm-hmm. You just don't know it. And it's not that you're running out of oxygen. What makes you want to breathe is that you're building up carbon dioxide. And so you want to exhale, but the problem is when you exhale, then you're starting to compress your body and it gets a lot harder to hold your breath. So you have to train your mind to hold that carbon dioxide. And if you can do that, even just as a normal person, you can go like 10 minutes underwater. My little really? tidbit. I did a little uh, I w- diving. I wish I could <laughs> believe that, but you're telling – I don't know if I could – I would have to train for years to hold my breath <laughs> 10 minutes underwater. I'm too scared no. to hold my oh breath my 10 gosh. minutes underwater. Like, that's just not going to happen. That's what you think. It's literally just you want to exhale that carbon dioxide. Once you get used – because it's not dangerous. It's not a dangerous level. Once you get used to it, like you can just hold that in. How long can someone – like what's the – like how long can someone stay underwater? Those people that like, are training, know? they can do like 30 minutes or more. Oh my Those gosh. people that like yeah, – I think yeah, the... like the Philippines and stuff that live over in the islands – that's insane. There was a group of people that have I'm, literally adapted to be able to stay yeah. underwater for an I'm insane gonna, amount of I'm time. I'm going to Google it. No, it that's called an Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google it. It won't pull up this guy's name um, because he's not the, the title holder. for the episode. <laughs> oh, I just, I just oh, Yeah, it's 25 minutes is the record. Like a lot of those people are going that's down there wild. for like 20 minutes or more. That's insane. That is insane. I can I, I cannot believe right, that. That's what do you a think, ridiculous Logan? number. What do you All what do you right, here's my thing. They're all the same brand. It's really hard to pick from the story, so I'm trying to pick out details and tells. And because of that, I don't like the bad quotes in two, the human bird. Saying it was gnarly is such a thing Spencer would write into a story. 
I don't know if that's the case. All three of these sound practical. I mean, a seven-year-old climbing a mountain is the exact kind of thing we talk about on this. Um, we had the same exact note for that one. Yeah, it's just not – it's not <laughs> like – it feels like he tried to put a quote to make it seem like he read a news article on it. Like somebody that would – like a Red Bull uh, – Yeah. A Red Bull athlete would say that maybe, or something like that. And maybe that's – maybe that's the uh, – just what he said, and and we're wrong. But like, there's no indistinguishable features on any of these other than the bad quotes. And so, I literally just wrote bad quotes. So I'm locking in too. Uh, you can do what you want. That's just. It feels like if I don't do this and it's two, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Like this will at least give me a chance to if sleep I, tonight. If I if I go with Logan on this, and we're wrong, Spencer gets two points. If we're both wrong, yeah. And and you basically, there's no way we don't win this episode. Well, I I could win the episode. Oh, you no, you could tie. I could tie the episode. I could tie the episode. I would just be. Sabotaging. If I don't go with you, if I don't go with you, Spencer has a chance of at least getting one point. Yeah. And here's here's my thing, and I'm not saying I'm confident in mine. If you do go with me though, and we're right, you just have to fool one of us. I know, but I think the the greater danger is Spencer if we're wrong yeah for sure Spencer gets two I'll tell you between the other two I have no real clue <laughs> I mean, my, my thought on the other two is number one the spider girl I do yep okay can a three-year-old survive at that altitude like can you actually carry a three-year-old I mean they can they I would argue they would probably have oxygen. You, you put an oxygen mask on your three-year-old I mean that's kind of wild it's like a four-day hike right Spencer? I just didn't like the way he told the story Oh man, no, I hate fair. this so much. I do do I let Spencer take This is so hard. It's gonna be three. I'm, We're sitting I'm here gonna, talking one I'm and gonna, two. It's gonna be three. <laughs> it doesn't matter which one we choose, it's three. <laughs> He's laughing too much. He knows um, it. I'm gonna split. Okay. Because I know you guys if I win, I know you guys are gonna choose the exact same. Here's the problem with you splitting. One, if you know it. No. Yeah. What? No, no, never mind. I could there's, still tie. I could still tie an episode. You can still yeah. you can still tie. You do you. My my problem with me actually getting another point is you guys are gonna pick the same one next next one and honestly it's gonna be Joe's decision and she's gonna get it right. So I'm I'm locked in. Okay. Did you do one? Yep, I went one. I something about it. Spencer, tell us three. Just let, please be let, true. Let me break Matt's heart because you're an idiot. <laughs> um uh, one is true. That seven and three year old made it to the top of that mountain. Uh. I'm here, Matt talking himself. Adam going with Logan. I'm like, oh my gosh, this dude, this poor guy. Um, yeah, that is completely true. Uh, he, they, I, I that's actually, Continue. that's actually a no, great I'm question. <laughs> that's I'm actually a great you. question. Who are the next one? Um, gosh dang, the gnarly. I saw that. I, I had that comment and I thought, Oh, he this is he fooled us. This is so funny, but <laughs> that is so true. He wrote that, and I said, "This is the best comment I've ever heard." And Logan, you're completely correct. If I wrote that myself, I would have added gnarly because that is hilarious. Um, but it just happened that he said it. He's actually got a website, um, and it's awesome. And three is completely made up. I was driving today, and I was struggling. I'm like, what is the superhuman feat? And I said. How long can I hold my breath? Not very long. Well, you know what? I bet you there's people that can hold it a long time. I bet you there's swimmers that can hold it a long time. Bang. We're in business. So three is completely made up. Uh, I think the name, I got the, I, I don't know, but I completely made it up. Matt, where's the mute so. button? <laughs> yeah. So Matt can tie with a double stump. No, he can't. Yeah, he has one point. Oh, yeah, he can tie can. with a double stump. That's yeah, all. you can yeah, so I thought Mac I won this episode. No, no, I didn't think I won, but I knew that I at least get point five. <laughs> I hate this so much. I'm sick yep. to my stomach. All right, but I had to do it. I am also sick to my stomach. Okay, let's hear it, Matt. Matt, like my stomach just dropped. I just, I don't <laughs> even know. I'm so out of it right now. <laughs> Give me two but seconds to take a breather. I get, I Logan, you said it best. You said we're debating, dude. What is dude? It's gonna be three. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you are. I knew it. I could see you laughing. I was like, I just, 
if I switched to three and it was two, uh, yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah, you should have told me something. You know what's I, funny about that, right. Logan? Is you remember last week you said it was like the easiest because we said nope, two's true, one hundred percent, and we just moved by it. That's how I felt this episode, where you guys were completely dismissive of that when I said we're in business. I, I just didn't know between one and three. I had no clues. I still don't know, and I'm I'm sick. Is... All right. I hate this. <laughs> Let's hear it, Matt. Um, I have three titles for you today, all three of which are terrible stories. Um, I have Free Climb. I have Safety Stat. And I have, was it worth a million dollars? Ooh. What's it worth a million dollars? I love those social experiments. Was it worth a million dollars? Like, part of me wants to read this in, like, the most angry voice that I can <laughs> throughout the rest of these, but I just, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it. Oh. Uh, so, the odds are go. no, it's not worth a million dollars. Go on. Also, the font is, like, a little bit too small for me, so I'm, like, trying to get closer to my monitor. <laughs> um, all right. The 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is an iconic film based on the 1964 child's novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Raul Dahl. Tim, Hol- Tim Burton was given the opportunity to film an adaptation of Dahl's work with Johnny Depp playing the iconic Willy Wonka. The movie was filmed in 2004 and premiered on July 10th, 2005. And some would say Johnny Depp would be the star of this film, but I would argue the true star was Deep Roy, who played 165 Oompa Loompas. Tim Burton did not want to rely on computer-generated environments for his adaptation and primarily used built sets and practical effects to produce the movie. But since the Oompa Loompas are robotic-like, all looking the same and acting slash moving in the same manner, Deep Roy ended up performing for each and every Oompa Loompa. He practiced Pilates to stay in shape and was on a strict diet to make sure that he looked the same during each filming of each Oompa Loompa. Each time you see an Oompa Loompa in the movie, that is the real Deep Roy, not a computer-generated character. Deep Roy was paid $1 million for this iconic performance, but that seems a little low to play 165 characters. (laughs) There's like, per scene, you're telling me, so it's like, if he plays one, right, he he gets... Hmm? They like clone him because there's multiple in scenes. Like yeah, it's him, but there's ten plus in the scene. overlapping videos. Okay. Dang. Yep. I don't know. I don't, I that's, would do it for a million. Was it worth the million? I would, oh, without a doubt. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, that's, that's worth a yeah. million dollars. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want free climb or safety stat? Give me free, free climb. In Freya's climb? memory, go Freya. And Freya's memory. Is she dead? Uh, I hope she's still alive. I don't know. But I pray she's alive. She'd be like 10 now. So. Took a, took or a 11. Or, yeah. um, all right. Pierre Martin from Grenoble, France, discovered his passion for heights in the awe-inspiring French Alps. Surrounded by nature, he developed a, lug, a love for rock climbing as a youngster, evolving into the exhilarating realm of free climbing during his teenage years. Pierre began conquering anything that he that was taller than him. Apartment buildings, power line towers, coastal cliffs, and of course, mountains. Inspired by legendary climbers like Alan Robert, the French Spider-Man, uh, who scaled the Eiffel Tower in 1996 illegally, Pierre set his sights on conquering skyscrapers. A pivotal moment arrived when the construction of Dubai's I'm going to butcher how you p- correctly pronounce this. Burj Khalifa. Burj Khalifa? Burj Burj Khalifa, Burj Khalifa, construction began on January 12th, 2004, and would conclude on October 1st, 2009. This archaeological marvel captivated Pierre's imagination, and at 19, when the construction began, he set a goal to free climb the skyscraper in under eight hours by his 25th birthday. Undeterred by the climb's illegal nature, Pierre took the challenge on November 17th, 2009, three months after turning 25. Armed with only snacks, chalk, and a chalk bag, he reached the top in seven hours and 49 minutes. However, he did not get to the very top of the 800-foot spire that sits on top of the building before security arrested him for trespassing. Pierre's climb left a memorable mark on the world of free climbing, including his idol, Alan Robert, who 
would legally scale the tower on March 29th, 2011, in only six hours and 13 minutes. But Pierre's actions did come with some consequences, landing him in jail for 60 days in a $10,000 AED, which is the United Arab Emirates. Is it Durham? I'm sure Logan probably no, knows this. No, that one I'm out. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think it's their hand then. Uh, fine for trespassing, which is equivalent to $2,700 today. I'm just thinking about how hard it has to be to hold on for seven hours to a skyscraper. Like, yeah, there's no. You're strong. Yeah. You're strong. That's wild. Dude, forearms and backs of rock climbers is insane. And their grip strength. Yeah. It's wild. Grip strength is good too. All right. Safety stat? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me with a safety one. It's the last one. All right, so John Paul Stapp, born to missionaries in 1910, would become the pioneer of and face of a new field called aeromedicine. Stapp seemed to be a normal child growing up and would earn degrees in zoology, um, biophysics, and medicine before embarking on his military career where he would join the Army Air Force during World War II and then the United States Air Force after that. Stapp saw a problem. Aircrafts were getting faster and reaching new heights, but there was little to no improvements in safety for the pilots. And little was known about the effects that these high speeds had on individuals. So he set out to solve this problem. What would he do? He would be a test dummy on December 10th, 1954. At Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico, Stapp strapped himself to the Sonic Wind number one rocket sled and went for a ride. This was a sled on rails that had rockets attached to the back of it. The rocket sled, <laughs> the rocket sled let loose 40,000 pounds of thrust and propelled John Stapp 3,000 feet in one second. The sled came to a stop just as fast, and Stapp experienced a force equivalent to four tons or 46.2 Gs of force. To put some perspective on these numbers, an astronaut faces around three Gs when taking off and at 9 Gs of force, most people pass out due to blood struggling to get to their brain. Though he was badly bruised and shaken up, Stapp walked away after traveling faster than a 45 caliber bullet shot from a pistol and only wanted to go faster, but his supervisors wouldn't let him. Stapp's research is accredited for the vehicle safety standards that we see every day, seatbelts, and pilots ejecting from airplanes. Holy smokes. Well done, dude. I mean... I just, that's, uh, that's nuts. <laughs> like, I mean, I watched Top Gun. You guys probably watched Top Gun. Like, nine Gs is when mm -hmm. you pass out as Phenomenal. a fighter pilot, right? Like, seven Gs is when you're, like, yeah. getting the red blinking lights. 46 Gs. That's, how? That's nuts. Okay. I think, Logan, are, do you know or do you not know? Do you have any I'm idea? I'm between two. Now here's the deal. I'm I'm not I'm locked in. I'm not gonna even talk to Logan because it's in his best interest not to to get it wrong. <laughs> it's and in so, my best uh, interest to double up with Matt or with Spencer. Yes. Yeah. And I'm locked his in, best and I'm not saying to get it wrong. I'm not saying a word. And so Logan, good luck. Here's the thing. I between and then I'll, after after I hear Logan lock in, I will explain myself. I'm locked in. And I'll explain myself as well. Okay. Go ahead, Spencer. Okay. One, I am like 43% confident that's true. I feel like I've heard that before. Notice the 43% because I I don't trust myself. Two, I stole Spider Noticing. Girl. Yeah. Number two, the name Spider Girl came from that guy that's called the Spider-Man. So I know he's a real person. I don't know anything about the other guy, but the one that's the Spider-Man, I know that's a real person. So I was like, ah, I, I'm going to avoid that one. Maybe it's whatever. I went with three because no way someone could survive that. I'm sorry. There's no way. And so uh, based on my limited combined 36.9% confidence in one and two, I went with three. Are you these numbers actually calculated or? Sure. Why not? So I know. <laughs> okay. Why not? Here's, here's where I'm at. Number one, I don't know. I was re – refresh me on number one. It's the Oompa Loompa. Right. Oompa Loompa. I have no one idea. One guy plays 165 Oompa Loompa. I, I, I hope think that's, that's true. true. I don't know. I think it right? is. 
Number two, I know people have climbed the Burj Khalifa, um, and I, you do get arrested for it. And honestly, the superhuman thing for me may be going to a Middle Eastern jail willingly. Um, but, I mean, that's not good conditions. That's, wow. <laughs> that's not what I would look to do, right? Um, however, people have climbed it. Um, it's incredible. It's superhuman. I don't know how they do it, but I believe that's true. Number three, there's no way you survive that. That's just... If, there's no way. There's no way. Who greenlights that? Like rockets strapped to a cart yeah. on rails? Like that's not the problem. I don't care about that. It's the sudden stop. There's no. Yeah. That's impossible. If that's possible, I don't believe that story. Whoever, Matt, if that's the true story, whoever wrote that is lying to you. I. No way. I don't believe that for a second. So I was truly between one and three. Um, really flipping yeah. a coin because I just don't know. I don't believe three for a second, but I know how this podcast works, and that means it's true. Yeah. One, I don't know, which probably means it's false. I don't know. But two, I thought was true, and for that reason, I locked into because it isn't my best yep. I, I knew that. I knew that was coming. That's how he thinks. I, I knew. Well, that's exactly. I was like, so I need not to tell Logan because he's going to. I just double down with you. Give him the best he, shot. Yeah, he's trying to double down. Okay. <laughs> Matt? All righty. Well, Willy Wonka is true. Dang. I knew that. That was true. They literally, like, the amount of filming he had to do for this was insane. And Tim Burton was just like, he is the hardest working man in Hollywood. If I'm the reason that Spencer wins this. I know. You're going to kick yourself, Logan. <laughs> but it's the most uh, true. So you, you chose number two. You chose two. And two I, cho was the I chose the Rocket chose Sledge. Three. I, I chose Rocket Sledge. So... Rocket Sled is true. That's true. It is from no, I pulled no. all of that. I pulled all of that information no, from the air the air and space si edu. Hundred percent true. I will uh, send you it... the link. No, no. I what's the guy's name again? I need to look him up right uh, now. John Paul Stapp. John Paul Stapp. That is Logan. I don't down your. There he is, right there. They literally US have a Air picture Force. of, if you search the, uh, what's the sled work name? The, the Sonic work. Wind number one. Yeah, no, there it is, right it there. It is the first like, run there's like, nine, the there's like nine rockets attached to the back of it, and they there have it is. literal photos of his face. There it is. <laughs> yep. He's like in different stages. I just can't fathom. It's beautiful. I, there. That is so, the most Logan. You you wow, ruined Logan. it. Thank you, Logan. Thank um, you, Logan. Logan. You are you are correct. People have climbed it. There have been nobody that has free climbed. It. Okay. Yeah. That whole story of Pierre Martin is hundred percent fake. Alan Robert is true, and he did yeah. climb it on those dates. It was not a free climb. Mm. Mm. He had ropes, and it was a legal sponsor. I think it was even a sponsor yeah. by Dubai. Um, I just and he climbed all the way to the top in literally six hours and thirteen I've, minutes. Yep. And I just see the pictures of them on the side. That's why, like, I knew someone had climbed. It. I don't know what ropes or yeah. whatever. I just cannot. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people do like the interior. Yeah, yeah. When they get to the top, but I no, and gosh, I knew he was a real it. person because I I stole the the spider girl off of that guy. I almost wrote my article on him, but I was like, ah, uh, I feel like this. But no, I I knew the guy, but I'd never heard of Pierre. Obviously, you stole fake. spider girl. Or, oh, you no, saw the Spider name Spider-Girl. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. That's how I kind of came out with that. So, well, gentlemen, thank you, Logan. I need to thank Logan for this win. Honestly, thank you, buddy. <laughs> play, the, play the exit music. Let's go. This, we have to spin a wheel first. First and foremost. I oh, know. Oh, I get to add something to the wheel. Spencer. Gosh, dang, I, I never this. come prepared. Spencer just got a point. Spencer. A full point. Logan, it's going to take us now three clean episodes to catch up. Each. We can't catch up to episode seven. Spencer, we're going to fight later. <laughs> you should fight yourself, man. That's on you. Superhuman feats is off the wheel. What What are we at, big guy? We're going to add fashion. Stop. I typed in cool topics and fashion came up and I said, I know nothing about fashion. You haven't put Deal. cults yet. I no, I'm going to let you choose that one. Written. I, I know. That's why we need to avoid that. <laughs> I'm never going to win an episode. That is true. I'm never going to win an episode either. I'm never going to tie an episode if freaking Logan uh, keeps guessing. That's right? so stupid. Quit making your your <sighs> false story so believable. 
tell me he like free climbed it with one arm or something, then I wouldn't pick it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. We're... My next story is literally about someone free climbing in fashionable attire with one arm. Yeah. <laughs> true. It's true. Let's spin this wheel. We're spinning the stupid thing. I, just I hate this so much. Oh, me too. All right. I'm just glad that Logan gets to feel the pressure of being in last. I'm tied <laughs> tied for last. I don't care. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's the spinning. Last. It's spinning. Let's say boom. President. President. Oh, President. oh, this is gonna be tough. Boy. Oh, I don't know. Okay. This is like right up Logan's alley. Nothing's been up my alley this season. I am getting exposed. <laughs> this new scoring system is actually screwing me, too, oh. because I got two points that system. But no, you didn't. No. No, I didn't. I got zero. So, Matt, Matt, the last seven hours you put into writing these stories, yeah, utter utter garbage. Throw it away. Just be done. This is the f- You're unemployed, so you can spend time writing stories. Oh. Write better stories. This is the third straight episode I've told stories. You guys have been like, I have no idea, and then both just double-teamed me. Like, Welcome to the club. Welcome to how it feels. I'm just glad that you were able to stoop this low and figure it out. I, because you know what? This is how I felt for the past three seasons, including this one. I just have to say, much like the 93 to 96 Bulls, sometimes great runs end at three straight titles, and this may be it for me. I mean, great. I really hope I'm not the Detroit Lions and have to wait 32 <laughs> seasons to get a playoff game in my hometown. Oh, this the Good frustrating. Golly. Oh, the frustrating thing with me is I've blown. I, where's the mute button? Season one, I, I still don't. I still lose sleep at night. For season one, so I don't know how the system works. Yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, <laughs> this may go down as the angriest episode we've ever had, but <laughs> yeah, it probably will. Oh, without a yeah. doubt. But we, but we anyways, about decapitating the... Middle Eastern prisons. I mean, we hit everything. Yeah, we did. We hit a lot of stuff. Well, we found out, how to and uh, this moment of silence is brought to you by Matt and Logan oh, figuring out gosh. how to mute Spencer. So uh, once again, thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Um, for Spencer, you know what? He's going to keep doing his thing. Hopefully, one day he'll blow this lead. I, um, bit... But I greatly appreciate everybody coming. I can out. unmute myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Oh, but yes, All thank right. you, everyone. Until next time. <laughs> I'm sick. Toodaloo. Peace out.